This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's the CEO of my favorite tequila, Tanteo, Mr. Neil Grosscup, and we're talking about how a brand is built. How much time is he with his family? How much time does he dedicate to health and fitness? He talks about how he was once going to school for theology and was going to be a Catholic priest and from one spirit to another is now CEO of a tequila brand. This week, I'm sipping on the OG, the original spicy margarita made with my favorite Tanteo jalapeno. It's the jalapeno tequila, agave nectar, and fresh lime. Simple, delicious. If you haven't tried Tanteo, please go to tanteotequila.com and use Squats 10 to get 10% off your order. Here's my episode with CEO of Tanteo, Neil Grosscup. I wanted you here today first to talk about just building a brand how you do the work-life balance. Like I know you have a young daughter, a wife, you run marathons, you run a brand. Wanted to talk about how you manage all that. And then definitely just want you to share the Tanteo story because it's such a cool story, um, the concept of it and then how it's made. So I'm so happy to have you here and so happy to partner with you guys. Very, very happy to be here. So I, uh, I got into Tanteo. I, I'm actually not the founder. I actually started out as an intern at Tanteo uh, in 2009. Two founders of Tanteo, and they started this company uh, because they fell in love with spicy margaritas. Uh, we saw that this was a, a cocktail that was gaining steam uh, in, in the major cities across the coast, in San Francisco, in New York, in Miami, in Los Angeles. Uh, but there was no easy way to make a spicy margarita. So there were all these craft cocktail bars that were taking jalapenos and muddling them in a tin uh, to make a, a spicy margarita. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a pain in the ass. Yes. Uh, on, on top of that, it was really inconsistent. Peppers can, can vary a whole lot in their, their piquancy or, or heat intensity. So some peppers are super spicy. Some peppers are, are not spicy at all. Um, and when you're uh, mixing those in a cocktail, uh, you're, you're literally and figuratively playing with fire. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we thought that there was, there was an opportunity to make lives of bartenders a little bit easier uh, by doing all the work down in Mexico. So that's really how the company got started. Uh, I came on uh, as, as an intern in, in 2009. And before that, I I had uh, been running a, a, a bar, uh, a nightclub in New York City. I had worked briefly for uh, one of the big liquor companies, uh, their the, the marketing arm, uh, uh, events marketing arm at, at, at Pernod Ricard, uh, which, is a, which is a big, uh, huge multinational spirits company. And uh, so I've gotten some experience there, both uh, behind the bar, uh, as well as on uh, the supplier side. And, and I had briefly also worked for, for a beer distributor. So my whole uh, professional career had been in... Uh, in beverage, uh, alcohol and alcohol <laughs> before that though. I, I, it was, it was, that was, that was a pretty big change. I, I went to school, uh, with a, a theology degree. My, my plan as a, as an undergrad in college was to actually become a Catholic priest. So, um, that is amazing. That was, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Theology. Yes, I'm with you too funny. You had a little pivot to, had, to a, had, a, had a big pivot, uh, went from one, one spirit to another oh. and, and got into business. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's been a wild ride. Uh, I've done this whole ride in, in New York city, uh, originally from, uh, from Minnesota, went out East to college in, in Washington, DC at, at, at Georgetown university, go Hoyas. Yeah. Uh, 
but then I've spent my whole professional career here in New York. And, and for me, it feels like a very New York story uh, where, uh, you know, you can, uh, you just, you, you, you knock on a bunch of doors. Most of them don't open up, but uh, you, you open up one, it actually, it actually works. And then just pursue that. And your, your life goes in directions that you just never uh, thought possible. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was actually a, a Craigslist post that I had, uh, <laughs> I had responded to, uh, had it at an interview at, at, uh, at, at Tontea with the founders, um, and, uh, did that for two weeks. Uh, the rest is history. Uh, after two weeks, I, I got a big promotion to the director of operations. So uh, we were at that point just a just a three person company. Uh, so it was uh, everybody got a nice fancy title and kind of grew with the company uh, ever since then. Um, I, I became the CEO in, in 2014, and uh, unfortunately, that was through tragedy. Uh, one of my uh, business partners uh, and the founder of the company, he passed away uh, in late 2013, and uh, that prompted a, a, a pretty big restructuring of the company, uh, where uh, I was, uh, you know, asked to, to step up into uh, into the CEO role. And wow. I think uh, part of that, I was I was I was young. I was 29 at the time. Uh, you know, an unproven executive, uh, but the company was facing a lot of challenges. And I think the investor base uh, wasn't, wasn't quite sure that the company was going to be able to last for the long term. And, and they made a big bet on, on kind of an un, young, unproven uh, individual, uh, myself, uh, to go up and, and, and run the company. And it worked out. <laughs> Where was it? Like in 2009, when you were an intern, I assume it was just the jalapeno flavor was there. Like, were you in stores? Was it just online? Like when you came in, yeah. where was the brand? Yeah. So we didn't have any distribution. So alcohol is, is regulated in this, this three tier system. So it's illegal for me as a, as a maker of alcohol of tequila to sell it to an individual uh, or even to sell it to a bar or a restaurant. We have to sell it to a distributor who then sells it to the bar or restaurant or liquor store who then sells it to the end consumer. Um, and that's different in, in America as it is in, in, uh, in, in Europe or, or other parts of the world. So the three-tier system makes it really hard. You, have, you always have that kind of chicken and the egg problem of uh, you need to, if you want to get available, you need distribution. Uh, the distributors don't want somebody who's not proven. And uh, so we had to kind of self-distribute for the first year. So there's these companies you can pay kind of a, a fee and they will uh, act as a distributor or they don't, they don't do any work. Um, so we would actually be doing all the, all the work. I actually, um, uh, one of my jobs, you know, uh, as an intern was, was to go out and, and sell Tanteo into bars. And I had a good network of uh, yeah. <laughs> other uh, bar managers uh, and, and bartenders I had known from my time uh, working behind the bar. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you might, you might get kicked out of this. I would, I would actually go run around New York City delivering bottles. So, um, because at that point we were, you know, is one bottle at a, any sale was, was a good sale. So I could uh, very easily have a bottle in each hand and uh, we would have them in our, our, our office. I could pick up two bottles and I could run uh, anywhere in, in lower Manhattan to midtown Manhattan. And it's, it's quite a work. Each bottle is about three and a half pounds. So running. Yeah, with, it's like, wait, yeah, multitasking. It's, it's a few miles of that. It's, it's, uh, it's challenging. That's amazing. And so 2009, social media wasn't around like what do you feel like that was such a game changer for the brand and I don't even know when did that kind of start picking up that you could really get out there without paying an advertising company and just do it on your own social media 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, uh, Georgetown was one of the first schools to, to have Facebook. So we had Facebook. I had Facebook in 2004. I'm a social media user. Uh, so I think we had a, a, that was another job. One of my jobs as an intern was to maintain the Tontail Facebook page back then. But, um, you know, we, uh, we rely and still to this day, we rely heavily on kind of influencing, we say at the point of purchase. So, um, in, in how people drink, a lot of those decisions are made while they're at the point that they're actually going to buy this. So um, we would focus a lot on uh, how can we be more active in the bars? How can we get bartenders behind the brand? So, um, you know, it, it, it sounds like a pretty glamorous job, but there's, there's, there's tons of people in the alcohol space that their jobs are to uh, pre pandemic was to kind of pop around, go bar to bar, have a drink, chat up uh, the, the, the bartenders, the waiters, the bar backs, uh, everybody that works there and just tell them, them the story about your brand, get them to, to love it because um, those individual connections are, are really important. Those recommendations that a bartender might give uh, are, are super important. So yeah. we would spend a lot of time doing that. Um, and then also some time at the, at the liquor stores that, uh, you know, once you sell in, you want to make sure that the bottles are placed at the right position. And, um, you know, there's a lot of these, these, these kind of basic merchandising things that have been going on for, for a long time. So we're very focused on, on, on those, um, in, you know, in the alcohol space, we like to uh, say that, you know, liquid to lips is, is super important. So while social media is very important for us, um, you can't actually taste, uh, the, the tequila, um, uh, by, by looking at the Instagram feed. So just like brand awareness wise, I feel like I found you, you have a beautiful Instagram page, but I'm back in, like you said, 2009, that wasn't there. And you know, you had to hit the streets (laughs) with your bottles. Um, but you're right. Yeah. I guess in other businesses, it would be more so like, it would be more important than with a liquor business because you're not tasting. The other thing with the liquor business, you got to be really patient with it. So, it, it takes, I mean, we've been, we've been grinding it out now for, uh, you know, for a dozen years and, uh, we're still, you know, nowhere near where we think we can, uh, be as a brand. Um, but there, we, we, we like to say there's, there's, there's no overnight success stories in spirits. Uh, the, 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 the success stories are, are 20, 20 year overnight success stories. So there is kind of that tipping point that you start to, it, it, it does become easier. And, uh, I want to knock on wood here. It, it feels like we're getting to that point now that it is becoming a little bit easier. We got new challenges every year. Um, but we've, we've been able to kind of, uh, make enough connections, get to that critical mass of business that it does start to become, uh, a, a little bit easier. Um, uh, the, the industry is is pretty fragmented. So there's still, um, if you're launching a, a brand in another space, uh, you know, in, in uh, let's say cos- cosmetics, you know, if you get kind of a, a, a Sephora or you, you get some, uh, you know, Ulta uh, Beauty. Big, yeah, big, yeah. big, big chain to come in, it can just transform your business overnight. Yeah. And the liquor business is so fragmented. There really isn't that one customer that can make or break our business. Uh, so, um, it, with that in mind, you, you, you don't, um, you focus on the details, you focus on the blocking and tackling a, a, a whole lot more, uh, because there's just, there's, there's tons of little wins you can get. And, and I joke yeah. with my team a, a lot is that there's, you know, there's, there's never a big raise the roof, super exciting, uh, moment going on at, at the company that the, the best, 
that's when I have a good day, I'll kind of shake my fist <laughs> and have a little bit of happiness, but it's never rah, 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 uh, bump your chest. This is, this is a game changer. It's just it consistent. That way. Moving the chain. And the, the good part about that is it's also never, uh, you know, you, you never feel, uh, yeah. never had that big loss either. Yeah, uh, I, losses, which, which can, which can weigh on you too, but, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a good way. I like living this way where, um, Lots of little wins, hopefully uh, significantly less uh, little losses, uh, and then you look back five or ten years and you say, "Wow, we've we've actually got uh, you know, gone a, gone a long way." Yeah, and you mentioned like there's going to be a new challenge every year. Uh, how about a pandemic? <laughs> and you think about all the businesses that had to close during the pandemic. I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that you did well in the pandemic. <laughs> well, you know, we pre-pandemic, 75% of our business was in bars and restaurants. So mm. when March hit, Ouch. We, yeah. it was a big punch in the gut for, for us, for okay. sure. Okay, good, good. And, and uh, you know, because their business is, is our business. Uh, and so we lost that overnight. You know, thankfully, uh, to your point, you know, people drink out how to drink at home and <laughs> our, our liquor store sales have, have been through the roof, uh, roof yeah. all year. Um, you know, that has, has helped offset it some, um, it, uh, but it's, it still was a, a very challenging year for us. Sure. And I've just been so thankful to my entire team, uh, that have, have worked really hard to pivot, uh, and, and be able to be, uh, you know, one to support our on-premise customers that, uh, had our struggle, you know, we're struggling and still are struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're slowly, slowly coming back and yeah. we want to be there to support them. Uh, but our team has also been able to make a big transition to, uh, to, to, to sell at more liquor stores. And then the whole way that they work has, has changed. You know, I mentioned before that, uh, our, our sales team, they're going out, you know, their, their goal is to make five new friends a day. They're going bar to bar, uh, liquor store to liquor store. They have bottles in their, uh, you know, in their suitcase and their, uh, they have margaritas in their suitcase. So <laughs> part of our, uh, part of our, 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 our daily routine at Tanteo is we batch margaritas in these thermal canteens uh, so that there's a cold margarita uh, all day long and they go around pouring margaritas, sampling oh uh, the, the, the Tanteo spicy margaritas to bars, to uh, liquor store owners day in and day out. Um, so they were doing that until you know early March uh, and then we told them, no, you're not going to do that anymore. We need you to sit in front of a computer eight to 10 hours a day, uh, you know, doing Zoom calls, uh, reaching yeah. out to people on LinkedIn doing, um, you know, uh, tons and tons of emails. And it's a, you know, we call it this kind of transition from, from outside sales to inside sales, yeah. uh, that the team has done. And it's, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's a big lifestyle change for a lot of them. And I've just been so proud uh, that they've been able to, uh, to endure that. And for personalities uh, and, too, like I, worked for a couple of sales companies and I was always outside sales shocker. And I would hate to do the inside sales stuff. And like, the people that would set up my appointments, that's all they wanted to do. They didn't want to be in front of the customer. So to have that shift, I'm sure yeah. your salespeople, it's, it's an adjustment. Yeah. Um, and I also travel with um, a Tanteo spicy margarita in my purse. Um, I have that in common. <laughs> I don't give out samples though. <laughs> I, um, I want to talk obviously about the brand specifically, but before we get into it, just your daily work-life balance, because I am struggling with that a lot. I feel like anytime my brand is doing well or I have like a great thing happening there, I feel like a shitty mom to my kids or I didn't spend enough time with my kids. If I take a day with my kids, I, at night I'm like, I didn't even 
you know, post today and I'm having a hard time finding the balance. What does a typical day look like for you, like work-wise versus how much you're with your family and how do you manage your time? Is it something that you like set up the day before where you know these hours? I need all the tips. Yeah, well, <laughs> just one, one, uh, one daughter in February 6th, uh, right before the pandemic hit. So my, you know, 90% of my experience as a father is, is, is in this middle of the global <laughs> In the trenches. Uh, so, <laughs> You know, uh, and, and some good things with that is before pre-pandemic, I would be traveling a lot. And uh, I, we, we did one trip to Mexico uh, the first week of March uh, down, down to the distillery. And that's the end of the only time I've, I've been away from her. Uh, going back now next week, uh, that will be the, the first time uh, since March that I've, that, I've, that I've been away from her for, for the night. There's a silver um, lining of the pandemic all the time you got with your newborn. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. been, that's been fantastic. And, um, you know, but in, in terms of, of, of work-life balance, um, you know, my father uh, gave me this advice when, when I got married, uh, expecting that I was at some point going to have, going to have children. And he said, you know, Neil, and he knew I was ambitious uh, professionally and, and, and I, you know, I, I care deeply about my work and it, I, I feel that my work defines you know, who I am as a person. Uh, but he told me, he said, Neil, uh, if you are a, a, a great businessman and a shitty father, I will never respect you. Yeah. And, and you know, I've taken that to heart, um, that if I need to fail at something, make sure it's, it's not <laughs> at, at, at fatherhood. Uh, but, uh, so, you know, maybe it's, it's being, being charitable to yourself. Uh, that that is, uh, you know, that um, it's really hard to balance those two things. Uh, but know if you do need to err, what you're going to err towards. Um, that uh, you know, be a good person first, and, and yeah. I think you know, being a good parent is 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 uh, you know uh, super important. To, yeah, and <laughs> to, I'm to sure you trust person. your team, like to take mm -hmm. on because this brand is mine, and I don't delegate anything to anyone. And I do have a problem with that too. Um, like a CEO, it's like your name's on the brand. Is it hard for you to just delegate and trust? Like, I'm going to go spend time with my family and just know, does it take time to like, know that these people are going to handle it because it's like your vision almost, or just me? <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for sure. I mean, delegating is, is super important. And I think, uh, you know, any, any organization as it, as it scales, uh, a good leader is not the person that is best at doing every task. Um, right. they, they're, they're, they're great at understanding, they're great, they're great at hiring people that are better than them at particular tasks and making, you know, being able to organize this, the company where everybody is doing what they're best at. So, right. um, you know, I, I, I tried to, to, to take a step away from things that I, uh, making sure that I'm spending as much time at work doing the things that I'm the best at, mm -hmm. uh, and, and trying to delegate things that I'm not the best. At. Right. Okay. It's, it's super important. Awesome. Uh, health and, health and fitness is, is super important to me yep. as well. Uh, so I find I, I, I run daily. Um, it's been a godsend, uh, for my birthday this year, my daughter, uh, a little bit selfish of her. She bought, she bought me a running stroller. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, has been, that has been a game changer. Uh, yeah. I'm able to run with her and it gives my wife a break where she can work out, uh, at that same time. So that has been uh, tremendous. It's getting a little cold in New York and she's not quite accustomed to, to the cold mm -hmm. yet. So it, it's been, a, this, this last week has been a little bit more challenging. I, I, 
I've been running without the stroller, but um, yeah. I'm supposed to warm up this weekend. So, but we'll what you said, giving your wife that break too, that's helping your marriage. That is, you're getting your run in, <laughs> your daughter's spending time with you, your wife's getting a break. So, you're not coming home to someone that resents you because you were at work all day. And I don't know, you said she's an actress. Like, is she, she's at home with your daughter? Yeah. So, you know, with the, with the pandemic, it's, it's been challenging for her career. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's also, it's, it's, it's given her kind of more maternity leave than, uh, yeah. she was originally expecting. So, you know, that's, 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 that's another balance that's, that's challenging to, uh, to, to find, um, when you have, you know, two, uh, two ambitious parents that want to be doing things. Um, my work has been a little bit more, uh, has been, has been busier than hers has been during the pandemic and kind of been balancing out the, uh, you know, the, the, the mother and father duties there. There's, there, there's always going to be that imbalance. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I'm also, she, she gave birth. I, I did not. So I'm <laughs> right. playing, playing that supportive role and it's, it's, uh, it's always a challenge for us uh, to figure out what that what that proper balance is. So you know maybe it's the only advice I could give is just be charitable to yourself, be charitable charitable to your partner. Um, that these things are going to be hard. And everybody struggles with them, and uh, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty normal to struggle with that. I think just hearing that, and anybody who's listening to this, it's like feeling like they're just juggling too many things right now. Hearing someone else say, and like a successful CEO of a company being like, I don't have it figure out either. It's hard. It's hard to find a balance. Just that makes me feel better. Hopefully makes anyone listening feel better. I want you to tell the Tanteo story, like how Tanteo was born, how it's made, where you see it going, um, all things Tanteo. Yeah, for sure. So uh, like I said before, we make spicy tequila at, at Tanteo. We now make traditional uh, tequila as well. Uh, we've always made traditional tequila, but we've just started putting it in a bottle and, and, and selling it last year. Uh, we were known for making the best spicy tequila for the perfect spicy margarita. Yes. Uh, so I mentioned that's, that's really the origin of the brand. Um, we saw that this was a cocktail that was gaining a lot of steam. Spicy margaritas are, are delicious. We thought they're a great innovation on America's favorite cocktail in the margarita, uh, make it spicy. It's, 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 it's different, uh, enough, but it's not, uh, you still have the familiarity of the margarita, yeah. um, that makes it not kind of too niche and, 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 and right. wild. it's, it's, it's a, it's a good, good blend of there. Um, there's actually a, a an article, our, our sales teams are breaking out day in and day out this year, uh, that the, uh, article was titled the spicy margarita is the drink of our times. Um, yes, so it's a drink of my time for sure. <laughs> so that's really where we were where we were born out of um and uh, and and then also very much in, in in new york city so uh our office here i'm i'm, I'm at uh, casa tanteo which is a we used to be in, in soho in manhattan we've actually moved out out to uh to, to to brooklyn to get a little bit more space uh but very much uh we are a traditionally made tequila uh, uh made in in a town called wanakatlan which is just south of guadalajara uh, our distillery is a cooperative of 85, 84 families of agave growers, as well as, as Tanteo is the 85th member. Uh, so there's, there is uh, 80, uh, these, all these agave growers uh, we've partnered with. Uh, I'm a former bartender. A bunch of members of our team are our former bartenders. And it's been kind of this cultural exchange between these agave growers that know how to grow great agaves, know how to make great tequila. Uh, and then we put some innovation there in how can we make it special spicy uh, and make a tequila that is perfectly crafted for cocktails. Uh, so 
we've been doing this now for uh, a dozen years. Uh, we are, are sold uh, across the United States. We're starting now to dip our toes into some international expansion as well. Uh, we think there is, is some great opportunity for Tanteo. Um, to be a, a, a global brand, although tequila is uh, is, is most popular in America. Uh, so to, uh, give your listeners some, some perspective, about 60% of the world's tequila consumption happens in the United States. So, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, and then another 15 to 17% happens in Mexico. So wow. tequila is still very kind of a regional drink. Um, our uh, belief is that it will it will go global. Uh, we look today, and, and and in the pandemic, we've also just seen tequila sales explode. Um, I think part of that is it due you're to, welcome, Neil. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of that's due to the to to the kind of perceived uh, health benefits of of tequila. I. Uh- um, you know, we, I'm, I, I'm a little bit skeptical of, of, of the science. I, I think, I think drinking in moderation is, is, is healthy. Um, yeah. really anything you choose to drink in, in, in moderation, uh, can, can be healthy tequila included. Uh, yeah. but there are, um, uh, there, 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 there's some people that feel that tequila is even a, a healthier, uh, 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 alcoholic beverage. Well, is it, uh, is tequila an upper or did I make that up? When other alcohols uh, are like bring you, you down, you didn't make it up, <laughs> but it's probably an urban legend. Okay, okay. I, I have not seen any science that uh, actually uh, um, speaks to to that. Okay. Um, I, you know, there there are a lot of kind of psychosomatic effects though of alcohol. Um, you know, everybody <laughs> has a story of like, oh, um, yeah, like uh, I don't know, like gin makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, wine makes me do this or whatever, uh, whatever it is, um, you, you can kind of, if you have a bad experience or you have a great experience with one alcohol, you okay. tend to kind of, uh, that, that, that sticks in your mind and it, and it stays there for some time. So, um, you know, we, uh, there's, there's a lot of, lot of pseudoscience, uh, <laughs> out there, right. uh, and, uh, um, but 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 tequila is no less uh, uh, unhealthy than any other uh, alcohol, and, and consuming it in moderation, uh, it can be part of a, a very very healthy lifestyle. That's what it is. Squats and margaritas, or would you say um, miles and margaritas for you? We both get up and get a run in, get a workout in, and have a cocktail, and it's a balanced lifestyle. You're healthy. You have something you can look forward to. You're not depriving yourself so that when you do finally drink and you're like, oh, I had a margarita and I'm gonna have a bottle of tequila because I'm off the rails. Like, it's just a balance and you live your life that way. And that's why I feel like our brands are so aligned. Um, I wanted to just say, just so people know, I don't know if it's common knowledge that you infuse the peppers. It's not a flavored tequila. It's Tanteo infuses it. Exactly. So um, I got I got a little sidetracked there. So we, no, it's fine. we, we uh, part of that that innovation that we brought is is the infusion process. So uh, you know before Tanteo, nobody was making an infused tequila. Uh, the, the, the right way. Um, if you look at other flavored, uh, in, in quotes, just flavored spirits, what they usually do, a flavored vodka or flavored rum, they take just a, a regular vodka, they go to a, a flavor house in New Jersey, buy uh, banana flavor, cupcake flavor, whatever wow. it is, put a few drops in there, and you have something that kind of loosely tastes like that. Wow. Um, when we did that with tequila, so tequila has to be, by law, to be important in the United States, it has to be at least 40% alcohol by volume. Uh, 
Okay. Um, so with flavored vodkas or flavored rums, what they do is when they're putting those artificial flavors in that, that taste pretty bad. So to mask that artificial flavor, they're going to lower the alcohol content, up the sugar content to kind of try to mask it. So when you wow. look at like a flavored vodka, flavored rum, um, there's going to be uh, uh, yeah less less uh, less alcohol, a lot more sugar to it. Yeah. Um, alcohol, hard alcohol doesn't have to. There, there's no label requirements for nutritional information. So um, this would be something where tequila is more healthy uh, than something like a flavored vodka that's going to have a lot of additional sugar added. Yeah. Uh, for us, it is just tequila um, and 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 the fresh peppers uh, that we're infusing into our tequila. So when you look at our tequilas, there's a slight Hint, uh, hint of color to them. So our jalapeno is slightly green. Uh, mm -hmm. Our habanero, extra spicy tequila, is slightly orange from the habanero peppers. And then we have a, a, a smoky chipotle. Uh, chipotles are, are, are roasted uh, jalapenos. And that's just a, just a very uh, dark, kind of almost mahogany uh, color mm -hmm. to, to the chipotle. Um, but that's just that's natural coloring coming from the peppers that we're infusing into the tequila. That's amazing. And it's an ultra-premium uh, Tequila. So that's like when you're looking at tequilas and comparing them. I thought it was so interesting what you were telling me about the agave. In tequila, there's kind of two main categories of, of tequila. And, you know, the, the tequila industry is changing a lot. Um, but if you looked kind of uh, 20, 30 years ago, there was this mentality of, uh, of just doing it as inexpensive and cheap as possible. Mm. Um, almost like this kind of like idea of like, getting back at these crazy Americans that don't have respect for tequila are just doing it as, as shots. Um, how can we make it as cheap as possible? So, um, Good tequilas are 100% agave. That means the only uh, uh, starch that you're using to make the alcohol is the agave plant. Um, there's mixed dough tequilas. It can still be called tequila, but it can't be called 100% agave tequila. So any tequila that just says tequila is probably a mixed dough tequila. It's not going to say mixed dough tequila. And it's just going to say tequila as opposed to 100% agave tequila. Mm -hmm. Those are 51% tequila. And then they're going to cut that with 49% of grain neutral spirits, something that's a lot cheaper to, to make. Uh, uh, agaves take a long time to mature. They take seven to nine years for the plants to grow before you can harvest them and make tequila. So it's a lot more expensive to make true tequila than vodka or gin, uh, something that's made with a, with a, with a grain neutral spirit made with wheat or uh, sugarcane rum that you can right. grow, can grow uh, in, in a matter of months. So, uh, you know, with that, um, uh, those, those, those cheap tequilas, the mixed dough tequilas uh, are going to be having a lot of non tequila uh, ingredients as well. On top of that is they add artificial agave flavoring to make them taste like tequila. So if you ever had, kind of the, the the really cheap stuff it's going to taste uh, a bit different so why would you say if somebody's looking for a tequila why tanteo over another tequila uh, a few reasons one if we are the only uh artisanally infused uh pepper infused tequila on the market so if you want to do the a spicy margarita the right way tanteo really is your your only choice Agreed. um 
So that's that. That's a no-brainer um, for our Blanco, our, our non-infused tequila. It's a little bit higher in alcohol content, so it's 85 proof as opposed to 80 proof. Mm-hmm. And that higher alcohol content is really going to come through uh, in uh, in, a, in a margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a lot more agave flavor um, with a little bit of that extra punch uh, of, of the higher alcohol content. We just think it makes a more balanced margarita. Uh, on top of that, um, on top of kind of those functional benefits, Benefits of, of the tequilas. Um, we're really proud of the work that we're doing down in Wanakatlan, being a cooperatively owned distillery. What this means is that the farmers that spend you know years of blood, sweat, and tears growing these agaves also get to participate in the profits of the tequila making process. Wow. Which is very rare in Mexico. So traditionally, what you have is you have kind of a, a one uh, wealthy family that owns the distillery, and then there's lots of small farmers. Uh, that are that are growing their agave. Um, they there's a really contentious relationship between the distiller and the farmer. Um, you know, there's almost this part of it's like this almost class conflict yeah. going on in in Mexico. Um, but it's it's it, it can get pretty nasty. And um, I, I I hated that uh, that 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 tension. Uh, so I was so happy to find Wanakatlan where we have uh, a, a much more harmonious relationship because the farmers are also the owners uh, in the distillery, um, and uh, we just feel this is a better way to do business. Um, and we have a lot of other sustainability initiatives, but economic sustainability, making sure that everybody's getting paid a living wage for the work that they're doing, it's super important to me, and and it's a big part about the brand as well. Yeah. And right now you've got four flavors. Do you see that? Well, the Blanco. Three infusions. Three infusions. Do you see more, is more coming there or that, is that going to be like the base for Tonteo or do you, are you going to We want everything that we make needs to have a, a clear reason to be. And, uh, you know, right now I think we have a, a, a pepper for every palate. If you want a, a traditional yeah. spicy margarita with the jalapeno, if you want a smoky spicy, or if you want an extra spicy. So, you know, we would really need to think of something that, that had a clear need, not just to make uh, a, a new product. Right. Um, we are kicking off uh, a, a new product actually, uh, because of the pandemic, a new tequila called Espero. Hero is going to be uh, a, a lower price point. Uh, it is it's a different production process in how we, we make a sparrow, but it's still a traditionally produced tequila. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's focused mostly for the bars and restaurants uh, at the start, really a, a tool for them to help recover from the COVID crisis. Um, wow. by giving a product that's a great, uh, the best value in tequila, a great tequila. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Tanteo, uh, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a good product if you want a good solid tequila uh, for your, your, your well or for kind of as the house tequila. Um, wow. so that's coming out. And we're always looking for, uh, you know, uh, additional innovations, uh, but making sure that if we do do something, we're going to go full steam ahead with it. We're not going to half-ass anything um, uh, and, and, and making sure that it has a really clear reason to be. Well, it's definitely my favorite tequila. Anyone that I've introduced to it feels the same way. It's a perfect tequila for margaritas and obviously a spicy margarita. You can find recipes on TanteoTequila.com. So it doesn't matter what flavor tequila you're using. They have recipes there. You can use Squats 10 to get 10% off your order. Anything else that you have coming up or anything else you want people to know about Tonteo? 
Yeah, but definitely check out our, our social channels. Uh, yeah. Check out our website. We blog a ton on our oh, cool. website, not only recipes, but a lot more information about the brand, uh, about how uh, we think about doing business here at, at Tanteo. Um, so definitely a, a ton of additional resources there. Fantastic. Neil, thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited to partner with you guys. Cheers. Cheers, Aaron. And there it is, the story of Tanteo from the CEO himself. Thank you, Neil, for joining me. I'm so excited to partner with this brand. It's truly my favorite tequila. If you drink margaritas, especially if you drink spicy margaritas, it's the best. The jalapenos or the chipotle, the habaneros infused into the tequila, so it's so easy to mix. It's an ultra premium tequila. You can get it at any liquor store or it's a pandemic. Why not have it delivered to your door? Go to TanteoTequila.com and enter SQUATS10 as your promo code to get 10% off your order. And if you haven't subscribed to the SQUATS and Margaritas podcast, please do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for SQUATS and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.